Welcome to the Anchored Podcast with Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I am so excited that you've tuned in, and it is my prayer that these messages will always help you to remain anchored, regardless of what storm or what season you're navigating. I pray that God would speak to your heart today and that you will never, ever, ever be the same again. Stay connected to Fellowship Chicago. This is Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I pray you stay anchored. Peace, peace. Come on, stand to your feet across the sanctuary. Colossians chapter 1. I want to look at Colossians 1, 15 through 17. I want to juxtapose Colossians chapter 1 with Hebrews chapter 1. And I want you to remain standing for both passages of scripture. Thank you, brothers, for setting the pathway for the message. They didn't know, but the Holy Spirit knew. Colossians 1, beginning at verse 15, says, He, speaking of Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, and that that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Verse 17, our key verse for today. And he is before all things. And in him, all things consist. Hebrews chapter 1, beginning at verse 1, says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past, to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir over all things somebody shout all things through whom he also made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high you may take your seats in the presence of our God Keep it together, bro.
How do we expand the mind of the creative? We take initiative to push them. We take interest in what they're doing. We make moves to have them have pathways to feel secure and able to do things that they already love doing. We're just here to create space. If we can create the space for a creative, they'll pay us to house it. All we gotta do is make the provision. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've done well, Mr. Jackson, very well. We're very much so impressed with you and all that you bring to the table. And I'm proud to say that we are going to be promoting you to the next level, which comes with a very lucrative raise. We're so proud to be behind you. Thank you. This one's for all the listeners out there. We got something special for you all today. Prepare to hear a message from Pastor Paul Little. Keep it together, bro. Will you find a brother in the sanctuary? Come on, sisters and brothers, find a brother. Brother, find another brother. And sisters, find a brother in the sanctuary and say, keep it together, bro. No, y'all don't sound convinced. You got to help them today. Say, keep it together, bro. Keep it together, bro. Chicago native and author, Dr. Jawanza Kunjufu, has a profound perspective on what he calls the three hoods or the three stages of the male species. Uh, he says there is malehood, boyhood, and manhood. Malehood speaks to the foundational stage in which a baby boy has no control over that stage of his life. The second stage is boyhood, where a young boy has limited control over that particular aspect of his life. But the final hood or stage, according to Dr. Kunjufu, is manhood, which is defined by the level of a man's maturity and not his age. This theory suggests that a male can be grown biologically, but still functioning at the boyhood stage. Dr. Kunjufu continued this thought by suggesting that every male who desires to be a man must understand uh, that having male equipment doesn't make you a man. Uh, he says you can, a man can own a wrench, but that doesn't make him a mechanic. A man can own a scalpel, but that doesn't make him a surgeon. And likewise, having the genitalia of a male does not make you a man. It simply defines your gender. But the level of your maturity and your willingness to take responsibility is what defines your manhood. Yeah. 
This is significant because a grown man who is trapped in boyhood will allow his brokenness to hinder him from making the most of his God-given potential. It takes courage as a man to acknowledge when you've been broken by life and broken by relationships and broken by bad decisions. The truth of the matter is that broken men mishandle their wives or their girlfriends. Broken men do not possess the spiritual or emotional capacity to love properly. Broken men cannot be the kind of father that his children needs for him to be because he allowed his brokenness to hinder him from maximizing his foolish potential. A man can only maximize his potential in God when he allows for the Holy Spirit to empower him and enable him to pick up the broken pieces of his life. And I want to tell you that I came with a word from the Lord this morning to motivate every brother in the building and online that you've been depressed too long. You've been hiding your pain for too long, like the brother in the video succeeding externally but failing on the inside. And today is the day that you allow for God to help you to pick up the broken pieces of your life because God is able to mend your life back together again. I wish I had 10 people in the building who can testify that we serve a God who has mending capabilities. A God who can restore you through every season and every situation in your life. We serve a chain-breaking God who can put your life together again no matter how much you've been broken by your circumstances. I need some brothers and some sisters in the room that can say, I know what you're talking about because I've seen God put some stuff back together again. I've seen God heal and deliver. And the same God that did it in a previous season is able to do it right now. You got to keep it together, bro. We serve a God who is able to put our lives back together again. It's with that thought in mind, Deacon Linda, that we look at our text for today. Uh, We look at Colossians chapter number one. Notice Paul the apostle was writing to this small congregation, Pastor Sharp, in this little city called Colossae. And Paul was writing to them for the express purpose to help them to navigate through the false teachings of a religious extremist group called the Gnostics. Let the church say the Gnostics. These individuals professed to have a special knowledge of God that the ordinary Christian, if you will, did not have. Hence the name Gnostics, which means knowledge. During that particular time, the Christians in Colossae were being misled by this religious extremist of a group. And during this time, they allowed for the false narratives of the outsiders to infiltrate the inward places of their souls. These false teachers were teaching things in the church such as the fact that they would say that Jesus could not be fully God and fully man because they believed that all matter, all physical substance in the earth was evil. And that since matter from a scientific perspective is evil, Jesus could not have become God in human flesh. The fact that Paul took the time, Lady Bree, to teach throughout the New Testament about false teachings is very powerful in and of itself because it teaches us that you will never be able to embrace your God-given identity 
when you believe false narratives throughout the New Testament you'll see Paul writing to churches writing to believers to help them to overcome false narratives because how many times in our lives do we allow for false narratives become the very thing that navigates and steers the direction of our soul? You've been believing some false narratives for years that has you bound in 2022. Somebody told you that it wasn't possible for you, get to, you, to, for you to get out of debt and you believed them. Somebody told you that it was not possible for you to overcome that divorce and you believe them because those false narratives have a way of shaping the inward places of our souls. And in chapter 1 of Colossians, look at your Bible. Paul highlighted the fact that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Reverend Pope, he says that Jesus is God in a human body and Jesus is the physical expression of the invisible God. Paul continued this thought, Dr. Garner, in Colossians 1 by teaching us that Jesus was the firstborn over all creation. And by him, by Jesus, all things were created. We talk about Jesus a lot, Reverend Roosevelt being a redeemer, being a savior, being Lord, but in this text, Paul wants to shine the spotlight on the fact that through Jesus, everything in the world was created. Furthermore, Paul was attempting to make the point that since Jesus is the source of all creation and since he was the firstborn in creation, he deserves what we call preeminence or first place. Since Jesus is the source of creation, brothers, and since he was the first in creation, he deserves preeminence or first place in our lives. But then look at your Bible, look at your iPad, your smartphone, your not-so-smartphone. Look at verse number 17. Because if you'll give me another 16 minutes, I want to look at verse 17 because Paul says something, Reggie, in this text that blew my mind. He says, Christ is before all things. Uh, he is superior to all things, and in him, James, all things consist. <laughs> he is before all things, superior, preeminent to all things, to everybody and everything in the world. Here it is, and in him, in Christ, all things consist that word consist means to set together it means to be cohesive or to hold together let me read it another way let me recite it another way and here's where you get happy he is before all things superior to everything and everybody here it is this is where you get happy I'm helping you in Christ all things are being held together. A few weeks ago, a few months ago, Pastor Sharp gave me this theme for the weekend that was launched on yesterday, this mending conference. This idea of men being mended or restored back together. 
And I started praying a few months ago, Pastor Sharp, about this concept. I was being led to different passages of Scripture, and the Holy Spirit arrested me and says, you're thinking about it too deep. Because when you look at the introduction that we have of God in Scripture, God introduces himself in the word as a mender. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. You can read it when you get to the crib. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and it was void. Uh, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. I wish I had a few Bible readers in the building. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of of the water. Here's a little Hebrew lesson. That phrase, uh, the earth was without form and void. Uh, it is uh, tohu wabohu. Uh, let's be deep together. So when you leave and go get something to eat and somebody asks, what did the preacher preach about from out of town? You can say he was talking about tohu wabohu. Come on, everybody say tohu wabohu. Yeah, y'all sound like Hebrew scholars. But here, let me help you so you can understand what it means so that you can say it in context. Tohu wabohu means that the earth was shapeless and empty. It was out of control. It was no structure. Uh, scientists, Reverend Pope, have a name for this condition. Uh, they believe in the Big Bang Theory. That ain't us. They believe in Darwinism. That ain't us. But they got a name that I do want to adopt. I don't believe in their theory of evolution. I don't believe in their theory of Darwinism or the Big Bang Theory, but I like the phrase or the terminology that the scientists use to describe the earth before it was created. It is the term chaos. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was chaotic. And Jesus, whom Paul referenced in Colossians 1, the agent of creation, Paul says that in him, in Jesus, all things consist. So that when God said, let there be, he brought the broken pieces of the world all into a systematic order so that it could function according to his divine purpose. What I want to convince you of is that whatever God did through Christ in creation, he could also do it in Christ in your situation. Because you know what it feels like to go through chaos. Help me, Holy Spirit. You know what it feels like when it seems like stuff is all over the place. Do I have at least 10 people who can stand and say, I know what chaos feels like when things are disheveled and all over the place. And, and God had to come through and pull some stuff back together in my life. You tap somebody real quick and tell them, in him all things consist. According to this text, when life is chaotic... We can look back to Christ as creator who brings everything together. And I believe I got a few people in the building that can testify that I know what it feels like to go through some 
chaos and some darkness in my life. Somebody in the sanctuary online can say, Pastor, let's be for real. I'm going through chaos right now. But I showed up with the expectation of God being able to mend some stuff back together again. I showed up with the anticipation that, that God would bring the broken pieces of my life back together again and to give me his mending power. You ought to be shouting because the first introduction we have of God in scripture is that he's a masterful mender. He's a masterful mender that pulls all of the broken pieces of our lives back together again so that it can function according to his creative design. And can you go ahead and put a praise on that moment and just testify that I don't see how all of these pieces are going to connect back together. I can't figure out how he's going to do it. All I know is that it's going to come together for me. Somebody can testify and say, Pastor Sharp. Uh, you can move the little big-headed preacher out of the way. I'll take the mic and finish the sermon because my testimony is, is that the only way I'm sitting in fellowship today is because he held me together. Broken by divorce and broken by pain and broken by sickness. But the reason that I'm not cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs is because he held me together. I need somebody, don't let me shout by myself. He's holding me together with all of the scattered, fragmented pieces of my life all over the place. And I'm thankful because whatever he did in creation, he can do it in my situation. When you high five somebody next to you, you tell them he's holding it together. So then... The question remains, Brother Tony, the question remains. Since Jesus is the agent of creation who brought everything into cohesion, forgive me, I'm nosy. I want to know how does he hold it together? We know the who is Jesus as creator. Uh, the one the agent or the source of God's creative power is Jesus. But how? Do y'all mind if I just interrogate the Bible real quick? Maybe I shouldn't be wondering this, but, 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 but I'm trying to figure out with all of the stuff going on in our lives and with all that is happening in the world around us and all that's happening with our men, how does he do it? Hebrews chapter 1, juxtaposed to Colossians chapter 1, says that God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers through the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he also appointed, here it is, heir of all things, through whom, Jesus, he also made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, here it is, upholding all things by the word of his power. It's okay. I used to be slow too. Here it is. You know who does it? It's Jesus. 
the agent or the source of creation, but he holds the world together by the power of his word. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and it was void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God hovered or moved upon the face of the waters. Here it is. And God said, let there be. God's word is the creative supernatural force that's holding everything in the world together. And if his word is holding this world together, his word is holding your world together. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and it was void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and then God said let there be let's move from Hebrews 1 Colossians 1 Genesis 1 to John chapter 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God verse 14 and the word became flesh and dwelled among us and we beheld his glory the only begotten of the father who was full of grace and truth will you bump somebody with your elbow and say I'm being held together by the word so when anxiety shows up I got a word to stand on. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Somebody shout, I'm being held together by the word. When somebody convinces me or try to convince me that I am weak and helpless, I can remember God's word. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. When somebody tries to convince me that this ain't going to work out and God has forgotten about me, I can remember the word. All things work together. For the good of those who love the Lord and who are the call according to his purpose. Just nudge somebody and say, I'm being held together by the word. No, they didn't believe you. Look back and say, it ain't your word, it's God's word. When sickness showed up, I got a word. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes. I'm just trying to get y'all to get happy off of the word. It ain't profound, it's prophetic. I got a word to stand on. When enemies showed up, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. And be thou not envious of the workers of iniquity because they will soon be cut down like the grass. I got a word to stand on. I'm looking at somebody. You look tired. Any tired people in the building? Be not weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap 
if you faint not. Somebody shout, I got a word to stand on. And that same word that created and held the world together is holding my world together. Anybody other than me can testify, you should be crazy by now. You should be locked up by now. You should be rolling around on the floor with no sense of your whereabouts, but God held you together by the word. That's all I got is a word. Uh, we, we, have some, uh, we have two staff members who, are, uh, who, are, who lived in Chicago for about 30 years. They accompanied me and my wife on this trip. Uh, his brother pastors in West Chicago, and so they went to be with their brother today who, who's celebrating about 50 plus years of ministry as a pastor here in Chicago. And, and, and as we were, as we got here, uh, uh, his daughter, his name is Ray Williams, his wife's name is Mrs. Patricia. He says, he says, I forgot my phone at home. His daughter called and said, Daddy, I'm looking at your phone. He said, no. I, he said, I got it. I feel it. He said, oh, that ain't, that ain't my phone. That's my gun. Oh, my bad. Yeah, tell somebody I'm saved, but you can get it too. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah, in the words of that philosopher from Brooklyn, uh, Christopher Wallace, nobody move, nobody get hurt. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, I'm back in the spirit. Forgive me for being in the flesh. Here it is. She says, you forgot your phone. He says, oh, man, I need my phone because I'm expecting an important business call while we're here in Chicago. He tells his daughter, true story. He says, won't you just overnight the phone? I need my phone. But then he says, no, uh, here, here's what I'll do. Chicago uh, got some Apple stores. He said, I'll just go to the Apple store and buy me a new phone. His wife sitting next to him and says, no, nah, bro, we're not going to do that. <laughs> he says, no, I got like a 10 and I want a 14. I might as well go ahead and get me a new phone. I, I just have two phones. She's like, no, nah, bro, we're not going to do that. <laughs> He's on the phone with his daughter, James Reggie. He's on the phone with his daughter, and she says, Pop, it's, it's actually time for you to get a new phone. You're, you're eligible for the update. Just go in and get a new phone. He's happy. He's excited. He says, I'm going to get this 14. I'm tired of this old phone. I, I, I'm so excited. Here, here it is. And then she called back and says, Pop, I got some bad news. She says, you can't just walk in the Apple store and get a new phone. She said, you got to turn the old phone in. I thought that was the shout. And it is good, right? Because whenever I want to receive something new from God, I got to exchange it for the old thing. Ooh, I got a word for that. Therefore, if any person be in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Okay, that's good, but that ain't the shout. Calm down, that ain't the shout. Here's the shout. The shout is... Not that you just exchange an old phone for a new phone. The shout is what they do with the old phone. They don't take the phone and discard it. They put it in a certification process called refurbishment. 
So no matter how many times it's been dropped, it can be refurbished. No matter how many cracks on the screen, it can be refurbished. No matter how many glitches are in the phone, Apple says, I can refurbish your old phone and make it new. I said, that's good, Apple, but you didn't start that. That didn't come from Apple, that came from the Almighty. Because my testimony is that I'm sitting in fellowship looking good and smelling good, but the only reason I'm here is because God had a refurbishing program. One Friday on an all rugged cross, Jesus was nailed to a cross to refurbish my soul. He was placed in a borrow tomb, but early Sunday morning, he got up with all power. Pull somebody up on their feet. If they sit down, tell them we've been refurbished. And I didn't lose my value because after the certification, you can't see my drops. You can't see how many times my screen has been cracked. Everything is mended back together again. This is the last time. Just bump it and say, I'm certified refurbished. All the refurbished, redeemed people in the sanctuary, go ahead and give God some glory in the building. You didn't lose your value. You didn't lose your ability to function because he refurbished your life. All right. Everybody standing. I'm certified. Go to the Apple website. Scroll down and, and look for refurbished. Get you a phone that looks brand new. In the refurbishing process, you know what they do? They have a series of tests to see whether or not it's really capable of being able to function like a new phone. Lift your hands in the presence of the Lord. Let me declare a word over your life. God ain't trying to destroy you. He's trying to develop you. Ooh, I feel glory. If I'm preaching to you, will you get to the altar? Brothers, sisters, you got some broken pieces that need to be put back together again. Broken pieces. Fragmented. Ugh. Stuff all over the place. Tell somebody on their way up here, tell them it ain't profound, it's prophetic. It's simple. It's simple. God can mend your life back together. No matter how many times you've been dropped. No matter how many times your screen has been cracked. No matter how many malfunctionings in the software of your soul, God said, I can refurbish and use you again. Somebody give your, give your God a praise if you're thankful that he can use you again. After the heartbreak, he can use me again. After the pain, he can use me again. After, somebody shout, after this, he's going to use me again. Will you just take a moment and lift your hands in the presence of the Lord and begin praying for restoration? Come on, pray for your restoration. 
And it won't always be like this. The Lord will perfect that concerning me. And sooner or later, it'll turn in my favor. Somebody put your hands on yourself and say it like this. Come on. It's turning around for me. Can we make one big choir? One big choir. Come on. One big choir. It won't always say it be like this. Yeah. Tell yourself, the Lord will perfect that. Yeah. And sooner or later, it'll turn in my favor. Come on, prophesy to yourself and say it. Say it. It's turning around for me. Come on, say it again. Say it again. It won't always. One big choir. One big choir. Say it. it won't say feel like this. Yeah. The Lord will perfect that. Hey, let's say this by faith. Say this by faith. Say sooner than later. It'll turn in my favor. Sooner than later, it'll turn in my favor. Say it. Sooner than later, it'll turn in my favor. Come on, lay hands on yourself and prophesy one more time to say it. It's turning around. Stay right there. Oh. Turning around for me. Listen, don't be selfish. Let's prophesy to somebody else and tell them, tell them it's turning around for you. Help us say, it's turning around for you. Oh, 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 turning around for you. No matter how many times you've been dropped, I know it's turning around for you. Hands lifted across the sanctuary. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. We've been dropped by life. We've been dropped by circumstances. Some of us have cracks in our souls. But thank you for not throwing us away. Thank you for refurbishing and renovating us so that you can use us again. I pray in Jesus' name for every brother, every sister that's dealing with fragmented pieces that you'll do what you did in creation. Bring it back together again. Somebody just shout, God, bring it back together again. Come on. God, pull it back together again. Man, the broken pieces of my soul. You've been depressed for too long. You've been hiding it for too long. You've been shouting over it for too long. Today is the day 
that you allow him to bring it back together again because whatever he did in creation he can do it in your situation we bless you today for it we give you praise in advance we thank you that we're being upheld by your word and the same word that calls the world to exist is holding our world together so we give you thanks for it now we bless you for it now in Jesus name we pray now go ahead and get a put a praise on it Somebody give God some glory in the building. Go back to your seats, but touch everybody around you safely. Touch everybody around you. Tell them he's, he's pulling the pieces back together. He's pulling the pieces back together. It's turning around for me. It's turning around for me. You can make it through this. It's turning around. Prophesy it. Come on, say it's turning around. Oh, 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 oh. come if you will. The doors of the church are open. We open the doors. The doors never really close. If somebody needed this word today and you want to come back to Christ, you need a church home because you need a Christ who can hold you together until you get it together come on and shake my hand come on come on come on come on come on come on if you need a church home come on stand right there come on come on i'm waiting on you 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 to come on come on he's able to hold you together there's no other way for you to get through all of the things you've gone through and it's not jesus holding you together I'm extending an invitation for you to accept Jesus Christ today. I'm extending an invitation for you to come back home. Some of you who've been away and you need to rededicate your life back to God, the God that holds us together. Come on, I need you to help me and look at somebody and say, hey friend, you didn't do it, you didn't do it, you didn't do it, you didn't do it. I need you to look at somebody and say, hey friend, only Jesus can hold you together. Why don't you make him your Lord today? Tell him, why don't you come back to him today? I'm waiting on you. Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. This is one of the climactic moments of the worship service. Somebody other than my sister needs to accept Christ. And I want you to just praise God in advance for the sister, the brother, who's about to come and be saved today. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Come out the balcony. Come out the back. 
Come on, I want you to know Jesus. I want you to have a friend that sticks closer than any brother or sister. Hey! Say it's turning around for me. Come on and let's thank God for this brother. Say it's turning around for me. Come on, let's go, let's go. Come on. It's turning around for me. 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 Hey, everybody say, it's turning around for me. It's turning around for me. Everybody, let me hear you in this building. Speak it over your life and say it's turning. It's turning around for me. Who else needs to come? This brother's come. This sister has come. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Yes, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Pastor Paul Little dropped something on us. Everything in our lives are being held together through the word of Jesus Christ. You've been wondering why you feel like everything's falling apart. Have you built your life on Jesus Christ? I know for a fact more need to come. I'm going to stand right here till you move. Y'all better ask somebody. Pastor Sharp is about that life. And when I feel something in the room, I'm going to sit right here and simmer until the Lord finishes moving. So don't think you're about to get away and sneak through the cracks. Today is your day of liberation. Today is your new beginning today is your fresh start today god is about to do a new thing now it springs forth so you holding up your whole new season you gotta tell him yes today you gotta give your life to him today you gotta surrender today you gotta tell him i need you today come on come on come on you said i need him that's what she said she said i need him and she ain't the only one somebody else needs him to hold your family together hold your mind together come on to a jesus who can hold your life together come on to a savior who will pick up the broken broken pieces and he'll let you be certified refurbished come on come on come on come on i'm waiting on you 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 come on brother certified refurbished yes sir bless you man of god you need him don't you He's a friend. Come on. Come on. The atmosphere is set for your liberation. The atmosphere is ready for your breakthrough. Stop sitting there in the same old, same old and walk out by faith and tell God yesterday, change me, Lord. Save me, Lord. Fix me, Lord. Make a way for me, Lord. Put me back together. I'm tired of the pain. And I need a savior. What a friend we have in Jesus. Whoop. All our sins. Bless your brother. Y'all see these brothers? Do y'all see the brothers? Do you see the brothers? Get mended today. Yeah. He's turning around for me. It's turning around for me. Hallelujah. Come on. Men, women, boys, and girls, come on to a savior. He'll love you back to health. He'll wrap his arms around you until you get it together. Hallelujah.
anybody know what God can do? I said, does anybody know what God can do? I'm talking to you with your sleeping self. Do you know what God can do? Yes, he can. Yes, he will. He'll work it out. He'll turn that thing around. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I've watched it. Hold me together. I've watched it. Hold people together. Broken by grief. Broken by disaster. Broken by chaos. Somebody lean over and tell somebody, God held me together. God held me together. I would have lost it a long time ago, but he held me together. Didn't take his hands off me. Dried my tears. Forgave my sins. Sent his grace. That was sufficient. There's grace. There's more grace. There's even more grace. Anybody else need a friend? Anybody else need a savior? Anybody else need a comforter? Anybody else need the king of kings? Anybody else need the lord of lords? This ain't emotional, it's logical. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Lift them hands, say I got everlasting life. If I die, it's okay. If I go down, it's okay. If I gotta lose a little bit, it's okay. Cause I got everlasting life in Jesus Christ. Hey, y'all, excuse me, but I feel glory in this house. God's not gonna let us leave until we're mended all the way back together. Women are getting mended. Men are getting mended. Families are getting mended. Worship him. Come on and worship him. Thank him for his glory. Thank him for his power. Thank him for his grace. Let the men worship him. Let the women worship him. Let the millennials worship him. Let Generation Z worship him. Let the seasoned saints worship him. Let everything that has breath. Anybody certified refurbished? You should have been thrown away a long time ago. But God said, not yet. I got more. I got more ministry, more meaning, more life, more seasons, more favor, more prosperity, more promotion. I got more blessings. It ain't over yet. 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 He'll take you out the streets and make you a preacher. He'll take you off dope and make you a praise and worship leader. He'll take the taste of alcohol out your mouth. Any witnesses? Don't make me look crazy. Any witnesses that seen God put it together? I'm sorry. I'm just testifying. He'll put it together. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Some mama ought to shout. 
some daddy ought to shout because he's still able to save that boy. He's still able to fix that daughter. He's still able to put the broken pieces together. Shout hallelujah. call today. Two came this morning. Can we thank God for ten all day? Pastor Thomas preached about grace this morning. Ten is double grace. Five, two times. God is mending. Let me get it together. God is mending. And in Christ, all things hold together. So whatever happens next for you all on this unusual, strange journey called life, don't worry about it. Don't worry about what's next. Because whatever happens, he's going to hold you together. You made the best decision you could make in a lifetime to say yes to Jesus, to reconnect to the church, stay faithful. Fellowship needs you, and you need fellowship in this season. So we're going to keep growing together and we're going to watch God hold us together until we get it together. I thank God for each of you, especially these brothers on this men's day. You blessed us. Sisters, make some noise for the sisters. Brothers, make some noise for these brothers. Our First Touch ministry, we thank God for them. They're going to serve you, get some information from you and to you. Walk with them at this time. Walk with them at this time. Listen, y'all, help me thank God for this preacher and this word. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank God for this preacher and this word. Tell somebody around you, God is holding you together. Yes, Lord. That's the wrong person because they would at least shout it one time. Lean over and tell one more person, God is holding you together. I don't care what they're doing on your job. I don't care what the diagnosis is from the doctor. I don't care how much stuff you got going on in your family. The reason you're going to make it through is because God is holding, holding you together. Can you all help me salute and thank God for the messenger today, Pastor Paul Little of the Bib Mount Zion Church in Macon, Georgia. Come on, y'all. Y'all can do better than that. I know we from the Midwest, but let them feel some southern warmth up here in the Midwest. We thank you, Lady Natalie, for accompanying and standing by your man. We salute you today. Come on, show some love. We thank you. And I know them well. Pastor Little is one of my closest friends, one of my closest brothers in life. Pastor Garner blessed us this morning. Pastor Thomas Garner, one of my closest friends, one of my closest brothers, I thank you so much. Pastor James Wesley Dennis III, my best friend in the whole wide world, best man in my wedding, and his wife got away, got away from their church in South Carolina just to come and 
rest for a little while. Y'all help welcome my best friend and Jocelyn into the city. He's AME. You know he needs rest if he's AME. It's a different kind of stress when you're AME. If you don't know the AME, you don't know what I'm talking about. They got bishops and stuff, you know. But we thank God. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. I named the men's choir earlier. The message moved me so much at 8 o'clock. They have a name now. This is now the Men of Grace Choir. Come on, y'all, show some love. They came in here deep. Almost 50 brothers in the choir. I think y'all can do better than that. You don't see this many black men singing the praises of God every day. And this mending conference has done just that. We all are leaving this weekend feeling mended. And these preachers have helped seal the deal for us. And we thank God for that. Each and every one of you, I want to give you an opportunity to give one more time before we leave. We're leaving in good time. Now, y'all know we see 1 o'clock around here. Uh-huh. We, we, but we're not going to see 1 o'clock today. Thank you so much. And so if you've not given already, you tipped in late or you tuned in late, I want to give you an opportunity to tune in right now and, uh, and, and give. You can participate right now and give. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. If you want to give to the church and you weren't able to, put it in the buckets. And y'all follow me right here. We don't want to confuse people. I want you to put it in the buckets if you are late giving your tithes or your offerings or the $72 from church anniversary and you're able to do that today tangibly, the buckets are here for you. Or you can look at the seven ways to give online. Go ahead and do it right now. Don't say I'll do it later. You're not going to do it later. You know you're not going to do it later. You know you're not going to do it later. I'm going to just do it later. Pull out your phone right now with R-A-T and let's sow to the God that's given us everything. And never, ever, ever be selfish in the area of giving because we have a God who will always do more than you can ask or think. If you're late and you want to give, come on up and give. If you were blessed by this preacher and you want to sow into him, just lay it on the lay it on the pulpit right here. If you want to sow into this preacher, this word blessed you. If you want to give to the church, put it in the bucket. But if you want to just bless the preacher, if you want to bless the preacher, if you want to bless the preacher, just come lay it right on the pulpit come lay it right on the pulpit or if you're watching online you want to bless the preacher you can give cash out or just put in the memo Pastor Paul Little but come on some of, I need some more of you moving I need some faith activated in this room we're going to sow into this word today yeah we're going to sow into this word today God is holding us together it's alright to sow it's alright to sow if you want to bless the man of God who preached today just lay that gift on the pulpit. If you want to give your tithes and offerings, put it in the bucket. Come on, thank you for giving. Let's run upstairs. I see some deacons up there. If you need to give upstairs, a deacon is either up there or headed up there to help you give without having to come down. Thank you, Deacon Eric Murphy. I see you. Thank you, Deacon Skip. I see you. They're coming upstairs so you don't have to walk all the way downstairs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, do it. Lord, do it. Hallelujah. Good to see Mama Lou in church today, our last living founding member. Give her a hand. Lord, do it. Do it for me. to do it for me. 
the story We're going home About the blind man Who could not He could not see But one day One day he heard that the Master Mender was passing by And he lifted his hands and said Lay your hands You ought to lift your hands and say Lay your hands Lay your hands on me And every now and then You gotta lift up your hands And say Lord do it today she sat right here on the end about three or four rows back every week we prayed for her just about three weeks ago terminally ill with cancer sweet as pie and um, her funeral is at five today at our church wake at four well after the eight o'clock service I found out that her son died this morning Luther Tinsley was at home from the hospital. He was very, very sick, just recovered from a surgery. And this morning, around 8 o'clock, they found him. Uh, the family's already trying to get ready for her funeral. Can you only imagine? But the word today says that through Jesus in all things, holds us together. 
So I'm praying for the Tinsley family and I just ask in the name of Jesus that God would hold Angie, hold Rob, hold Mark, hold those grandchildren and even as we celebrate her life, hold all of us who she meant so much to. We keep them lifted in our prayers. But on a lesser, lighter note, they called me two days ago and said that my grandmother who went out of town, Grandma Harper, the one that came through COVID, she went to Myrtle Beach to see some family and she, they told me that uh, she had a heart attack while she was out there in the hospital. So, you know, I'm trying to stay calm and I, I can't get to Myrtle Beach. But uh, I just asked the Lord, touch my grandma. Because we got history. And so I said, Lord, touch her. I don't know what's going on. And they, we're in text threads and they're saying this, saying that. Well, yesterday at dinner, taking the preachers out, my grandma called me. She called me. She said, I... She said, hey, I, I don't know if you were trying to reach me or not. This phone, I don't know how to work it. But I said, yeah, I, I, was, I was concerned, but uh, they were keeping me updated. She, I said, well, I'm sorry to hear you had a heart attack, Grandma. You sound good. She said, yeah, it ain't as bad as they say it is. She said, matter of fact, I just called to tell you it ain't as bad as they say it is. As you leave church today, lean over to your neighbor as a neighbor I know you got a lot going on but don't forget it ain't as bad as they say it is he's still a keeper and a healer he's still a way maker and a provider lean over and tell one more person I just wanted to lean over and tell you it ain't as bad as they say it is May your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles show that you need God. May your battles end the way they should. May your bad days prove that God is good. I'll pray your whole life. Keep on proving. On good days and bad days. On heavy days and light days. I'll pray your whole life. Keep on proving that God is good. Touch one more person. Say, neighbor, now have a blessed week. And don't you forget, it ain't as bad as they say it is. He'll do more than you ever expected.
Hey family, I pray you've been blessed by this message that God gave me. I hope you stay connected to Fellowship Chicago through YouTube, Facebook, or our website. Go to fellowshipchicago.com today and make sure that you stay updated on all of the great things that are happening on the ship. Until we meet again, may you be blessed by the power, the peace, and the provisions of God. Peace, peace.